Hey guys, welcome back to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah, and we're here with episode 11. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh, how are you? Doing good. I feel like we've got a really good episode today. Yeah, some exciting stuff tonight. I'm so excited. We have um, our, our good friend and special um, guest, Mom Boss, Miss Kim Jackson. She's here from Jackson Boulevard, and she's going to talk to us about... Um, her business and juggling Just, yeah, and the mom work balance of it all. Yeah, so she's yeah. awesome. So we're super excited to talk to Kim for sure. And then um, what else are we talking about tonight? We're going to talk a little bit about, well, it's May. I don't know how that happened all of a sudden. I swear it was Christmas yesterday. It's crazy. Oh my and gosh. this month is just going to fly. Right? Like why is May like just so bonkers? I feel like there's end of the year everything yep. dance and sports and just school the stuff school shows and, and all oh of it i know gosh, such a beating but anyway we're gonna get through it and then summer will be a little more chill but anyway and then um i recently got back from a little getaway i guess with the hubs yes and- you did looks <laughs> so fun yeah it was good um but no my my reading of choice i came across this magazine um, in the airport, and it was a time special edition about um, good and evil. And so I wanted, I'm like dying to share a few little highlights of that. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. for sure, that um, we wanted to kind of touch on Teacher Appreciation Week as well. Oh my well. gosh, totally. It's actually this week here in Arizona. I still haven't come down to the fact if that's a national week recognized or if it kind of varies like area to area. Right. But in, our, our area in the valley here, it is this week, okay. and um, I do think it's nationwide. But so we're celebrating and recognizing our teachers we here locally, all and we the love teachers. them. We, we so do. Them. They do such a great job and shape our little ones. And we're For so sure. Grateful. I mean, a random fact, tidbit about me is I graduated in elementary education. Actually, yes, she did. And I student taught and actually ended up post-college going right into a nonprofit organization and teaching like leadership with like teenagers. So I didn't actually get in the classroom before I had my babies. But um, I just like love the education world. Every time I get to walk into the school, I kind of like a little bit of pulls Mm -hmm. at the heartstrings a little bit for me because I do like love that atmosphere. I do miss it. Someday I might get in there. I really hope that I do. But I just like love and appreciate these people that you know, build our little children's minds and really their character and, um, and just teach them so much about just everyday life and all the academics and all the hard, it's like a hard job these days. It's not like what it once was. Even if I would have taught right out of college, it would have been even so much easier than it is now. They have just so many like, you know, state testing and state qualifications they have to pass Mm and so many boards. And it's just like, it's hard. And kindergarten, our little oh kindergartners, gosh. the stuff they're learning I know. in kindergarten, can you believe it? No, I can't. It's, it's baffling. Crazy. I and know. I just love her teacher so yeah, much. She's got such because a fun it's teacher. a hard thing. And I know I'm already getting off on a tangent here, but it's like a hard thing as a parent to like, let your little one go to let long. them yeah. turn. What's the word I'm looking for? To like turn them over to somebody, somebody else. else. They're spending you know? almost more time with that person than you. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that just kind of heartbreaking in a way? But absolutely they are. And it's like, I, I'm so grateful for the teacher that we've ended up with this year. I know not all teachers out there are probably ideal, but 
I've been very grateful for the teacher Kate landed with because, oh my gosh, I had so much like worries about it. Right. It's been a big year. And here we are wrapping it up. Where did it even go? I know. Isn't that crazy? It is. I know. Who did you have a favorite teacher growing up? Like a a special you know, special one that meant a lot to you. I had I had a few. I feel like um, like in my younger years, I had a fourth grade teacher, Miss Hayes, who was just so cool. She yeah. was like everybody wanted to be in her room, and she was just like she was great. I can remember she like had us all over to her house. Like she was just all in. It was all about her students and like, it was always so fun. And then in high school, um, I, Miss Atkinson, um, she was actually the mom of one of my friends and she was, again, just that teacher. Everybody wanted to go in her room and hang out and you felt comfortable to share and be yourself. And, you know, it's just such a formidable like time in your life. It's good to have, adults like that who you feel like really care Mm -hmm. you know absolutely what about you do you have any yeah oh I had a handful that really like influenced me and really affected me for the better I mean for sure Miss Lizenby she was my believe it or not third fourth and sixth grade teacher Mm -hmm. and how that worked when I went into third grade, they had just started this mixed aged um, classroom where they had third and fourth graders together. And she taught third and fourth. And I don't know if anyone out there still does that. I have never heard of that. Very interesting, right? It was like kind of like the first trial year they were doing it. And I was a third grade starting. And so I kept her through fourth. So I had her for third and fourth. And so she was amazing. I like at the time she wasn't married and she was just such like so dedicated, so... exciting so um just invested yes oh my gosh she just brought everything to life such fun projects and activities so um and then I went into fifth grade and I had Mr. Passioni and almost all my sisters had him too and he was phenomenal I mean he really was oh just really just changed so many of our lives like seriously I I, I, so many of my friends had him it was just he was so great and then again in six I had Miss Lizenby again so funny enough when I graduated, well, when I was not graduating, getting ready to graduate, I had to do my student teaching before. And I looked for Miss Lesenby oh. and we had kept in touch. And um, believe it or not, I got to student teach with her. Did you? I don't yes. remember that. Yeah, she, I don't remember I student taught for her. her. I had her for three years <laughs> and then she was my, um, you know, mentor for my student teaching. And oh. it was like just wonderful. And we were actually in fourth grade. I student taught for fourth grade and my son, oldest son will be going into fourth grade next year. And I really do think that is like a fundamental yeah. year. Yeah. Like I think the um, curriculum's really exciting, but also just like that maturity level. They're mm-hmm. kind of just growing out of like the immature goofy stuff and they're really like grasping so much mm-hmm. and I just think it's a really magical age yeah like, it definitely stands out in my head in mine too and that's why I, I mean, want to student teach with fourth too yeah. and if I were to ever teach I'd probably choose fourth grade I think it's a really pivotal time and funny enough I don't have great memories about fifth <laughs> Oh, see, and I loved fifth too, though. Did you? And mainly because of our teacher. He was oh, just so great. So, and so that was funny. just elementary. But in high school, I did also have Mr. Pollock and Mr. Story. A lot of men, men actually. Yeah. And in, in middle school, we had Mr. Cosmano. They were actually all men and they were um, student government advisors in high school. But they were just, again, they really just cared yeah. about us. And isn't that just so special when you have a teacher who cares? Yeah. And so, any teacher out there who's listening, Thank you. We love you and we appreciate you. We value you. Thank you guys. Well, that is, 
Well, I hate to segue into my next topic. I know. I, it kind of, he- it's a crazy oh. heavy topic. Well, but no, it's it's not it's really. It, it's just like kind of blew my mind. So um, you know how Time Magazine, they sometimes do these like special editions yeah. where um, it's just straight articles essentially. And they have like a main topic and then they have all these contributing writers mm-hmm. who, um, you know, talk or not talk, but write about that topic. So anyway, we were in the airport and I'm kind of browsing for something to read. And I come across this magazine that says, um, time, the good and evil issue. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, that's intriguing. Right. And so I bought it. I cannot believe how expensive magazines are now. Okay. Have you looked lately? Well, I used to love a people magazine for any road trip, any vacation, but I, aren't they up to like five or six bucks? Um, um, this magazine, this magazine that I just bought, was $15. That's insane. I about died. Is it a special edition? It is a special edition, but still. Oh, like that's like a hardback book. Uh, like that's crazy. Yeah, such a beating, but I really, really wanted to read it. And it did like entertain. I, I read it throughout the week and whatever. But anyway, there were so many interesting article, articles about like what makes us good and, you know, where our morality comes from. And obviously, like when you're talking about bad or evil, like the famous characters pop up, right? Like Hitler or Charles Manson or um, Ted Bundy or any of those guys. And they talk a little bit about that and um, about like World War II. And don't you just find that just so fascinating? Oh, my gosh. Like, it really, yes. Am I the weird yes. one that I'm fascinated no, 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 by? No, that? I am too. World War II is fascinating. It, it, Hitler, Nazi, Germany, well, all of it. Well, it just like blows my mind a little bit. And they go into this that so many of the Germans were able to like follow him and right. like so many evil ways, like mm-hmm. how the psychology behind it, essentially, like how they were able to do these acts like it's just baffling to me you don't really think that you would ever do anything like that but then when you're faced with maybe your family being hurt or because they talk they interview a lot of um ex or they cite interviews of like ex-german soldiers who they essentially said well i went along with it because I was in fear for my family. Like I was sure. fearful to go against him. Right. So instead of having someone I know who's who would be even more brutal, I went ahead and did the acts, you know, with some mercy or something like that, mm-hmm. which is fascinating, right? Like they oh like, my gosh, right. they, um, justified it. That's the word well, I'm looking for. Justified it. Right. Yeah. So. And that it's just so crazy. Hitler got in such control and, and oh such power. I know that whole story is just like, and there are countless throughout oh, history, history and they talk about it. Like there are countless stories like this where it is just like horrible. And so then they really do get into the discussion of like, are we born bad or are we born good? You know? And then I, so I do want to read a little bit really quick about what it says, because I really had kind of spent some time um, thinking about this. And so they talked a lot about empathy. And so mm-hmm. empathy is where different from sympathy, right? It is different. Empathy is where we can relate to somebody mm-hmm. where we um when someone is in we pain, we, we kind of feel their pain feel their to some pain. degree. Right. Um, and they go deep into that. But they kept repeatedly talking about empathy and how empathy, if you lack that, if you lack the ability to feel someone else's pain, then the bad traits in your personality are going to 
take over and you're going to be a negative, a dark That's person. crazy that it all comes down to one quality of yeah. empathy. They kept going back to it repeatedly. I wanted to read this one thing that they also talked about like our morality, right? And like how we are like born with a sense of moral character and super fascinating because they kind of related it to our speech, how all human beings, we are born with like a base linguist ability, right? And then you build upon that as you grow up, you like learn words and you learn, right. but like as a baby, you can kind of communicate a yes. little bit. Like I know, you're isn't kind of, that natural right. instinct, which yeah, is so crazy. It's a natural thing that we are born with and the the doctors and all the scientists out there they say that we are born with like a base moral instinct as human beings. And so they say and I want to I want to read this to you because it's super interesting. It says a pre mor- morality may be a hard concept to grasp, but we acquire it very fast. A preschooler will learn that it's not all right to eat in the classroom because the teacher says it's not If the rule is lifted and eating is approved, the child will happily comply. But if the same teacher says it's okay to push another student off the chair, the child will hesitate. And then so they go on into talking about how the child, even though somebody in authority is telling the child it's okay to push, the child still knows it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Innately, we still know those types of things. So anyway. Well, because you're putting pain upon another person. And it goes back to empathy. That you You know know that that's going to hurt them. Exactly. And so super interesting. And that is human nature. It totally is. And it is. It's, I think, I mean, man, you could even go on a spiritual level of just like all of us born with that goodness in us. And if that's, you know from whatever faith you believe, but I of mean, of course. And and we kind of talked a lot, um, in one of our episodes about like the nature versus the nurture. nurture right. That's um, what I was thinking. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Like speaking of guys like Charles Manson or whoever, um, they talk about like how these psychopaths really, you yeah, know, they are that they are born, um, with this like lack of empathy, a lack to feel what others feel and how, but there's a lot of people out there like that who don't end up being serial killers, right? Right. And so they say that's where the the nurture comes in, that you might be born lacking in empathy, but if you are taught through mm-hmm. your community and through your family, if you're kind of taught those traits, you can learn how to like acquire them. You're not just destined to be this horrible person, right? Interesting. Right? Yeah, it is super interesting. So it, it well, kind I of, mean, and I mean, if you are following the Ted Bundy stuff, oh my I gosh. mean, you watch the Ted. movie, right? So I just finished the movie. Well, well, and the tapes. Oh yeah, yeah. Go re- ahead. No, recap the t- recap. Well, just the, the tapes. We've already talked about Ted Bundy a little bit, and the tapes. Yeah, we brought him up a little bit back at the beginning when you we guys, first finished you guys, the tapes. Ted, but Bundy. now the Zac Efron movie has come out. I'm sorry, but like Ted Bundy fascinates me. Fascinating. Well, because he did come from a normal child up- upbringing. From what we know. From what we know, I mean, the mother was seemed very just mom next door like little you know uh, all american like just and she even said he wasn't raised this way like of course we don't know his rooted childhood but it's not like i don't think he had some like huge tragic childhood right but yet and and we know if you know his story he's a smart very intellectual 
charming man. Right. And that's not just any stupid guy. Like he knew, he knows how to kind of work it. And so that's what's like equally fascinating about him is that he's, I don't know where it went wrong. I don't what, either. What, what wire was snipped in his brain at some point that turned him haywire mm-hmm. because he is a psychopath on every level. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, the movie was very interesting, especially coming off this reading all of these oh, I articles. Bet. After your whole um, research here. Well, because watching this movie with Zach Efron and Lily Collins. Collins, I mean, you get the feeling like he he thinks about her constantly. That he, he loves, loves her. her. That he has that the ability, the to, ability love, to love he, someone. It goes kind of against this like narcissistic. Um, he only thinks about himself and his needs and like, right. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's interesting. And I will be honest watching this movie. I'm like, wait, did he do it? Did, right. Was he No, that's innocent? funny. My brother-in-law wait, said the same thing. It makes you question the whole thing again. Did he do it? Because the tapes did the same thing. They did. You're going through and out and kind of with this back and forth evidence, his like charming claims he's innocent till his dying day, literally. Right. Right. Claims he's innocent, knows how to say, say it, work the system. And you're really wondering, did he do it? But there were some cold hard facts in there. And thankfully thankfully he confessed because I think there still would have been a huge question mark there. Right. But he did confess. He did. I, and I will say this, I do kind of have a beef with Hollywood right now that I feel like they're making these movies and these mini series that kind of romanticize these guys, glamorizes, glamorize them. And they, they kind of don't, what am I trying to say? What was that recent one about the Unabomber? Um, yeah, manhunt was that what it was called? Yeah, I felt like it was so well done and I was so into it. And coming off that, um, that movie, I was like, You almost sympathize for the guy, and I'm like, No, I had to like check myself and be like, No, No, think of the pain and suffering he caused. And so, I, I have to be very careful to like not get caught up in like the movie, you know, the cute Zach Efron and like be like. No, what about the families the they're Unabomber, not showing? It's a hard to compare because the thing with Bundy, and that's what's so crazy about Bundy, he was handsome, he was smart, he was charming, he flirted, right. he knew how to do it. Unabomber was a weirdo. Total. He was an introvert, hid in the woods. No, but my weird. point, my so, point in his movie is you, but you understand. Yeah, you sympathize for him yeah. because he did have a hard childhood. He had that weird experience in college mm-hmm. with the professor, like tricking him and doing all those testing. Like mm-hmm. there is a lot of like and they all come from somewhere you have to think the the they all are someone's child and right. they something i don't know at some points triggers this crazy behavior like i i actually usually don't watch maybe these types of movies with like the zach efron but i had to i had to see it because i, I just i had to feel out the rest i it was too you're like fascinated with the story you are. i wanted like the next like next chapter of this i needed to see it like played out and the portrayal and it was so interesting from the Liz. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's no, kind of a yeah. um, her 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 writer's name was mm-hmm. Liz Kendall, but oh, it's right. like Liz Kleffner or I don't know. Anyways, but her perspective that she really felt like she loved him, but then she almost felt like she sold him out. And what if he was innocent? It was this battle Poor in her, woman. and I I literally felt her pain at the end when she really knows. His confession, and I don't want to give anything away, but when she really knows the truth at the end, and we all know the truth, but when she knows the truth, 
you almost feel like, yeah. oh my gosh, her heart jumping out of her chest. Yeah, it's she just collapses and she, you just, oh my gosh, because it's almost like you want to believe he couldn't do it. Right. But he did. And yeah. he did terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Not just like hurt one girl and leave her in the woods to die. He did terrible things over and over yeah. again to so many people. So and many. so it is like, it is Oh, insane. it is like such a fascinating story. Oh my gosh, we could talk for hours. Oh, about I know. Bundy. And we I have know. actually. And we have. <laughs> so it might be worth the check out if you want. It's on yeah. Netflix now, and it just came out. And um, totally. Zac Efron did a, a good job, though. Oh, I will say it's that. Crazy how much he the resemblance like him. is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, and if you get a chance to read this Time magazine, you really yeah, should. It's a absolutely. good read. It good really read. is. Thanks and for the recommendation. It has a few articles in there about like kids and the importance on teaching them moral character and try and like, and they talk a lot about, we always joke about like the mom squad or our tribe or, you know, that it our, takes a yeah, village, right? Right, Whatever. our friends, right. But there is like literal evidence to that, that it actually does your little village around you does very much affect your children and like their development and everything. And so it's a fascinating read. It's all science-based and they've done all these like researches and everything. And that's interesting that it's so science-based too, because so much of like, I, I don't know, people's goodness and people's perspectives does come from religion too okay. and like and and parenting and um you know and whatever that may be for e- each of us i mean it's so different but you would just hope that we all have that human nature like in in ted bundy the 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 judge says what a waste of humanity right. like you could have gone another way sir like he mm-hmm. has this whole speech at the partner. end and his set partner. partner yeah in the sentencing you could have gone another way and you wasted this good humanity and like i just like it's so true like you know and hopefully you know religion teaches so much to us and children and a direction and perspective but you just hope that everyone has a little bit of goodness in their hearts you know and we all do yeah it's just like nurturing that even yourself just even if it's not a parent directing that like knowing that like we need to be better and we need to be Mm -hmm. good to each other like that's what i love like ellen's like whole message she's always just like be kind to one another Mm -hmm. like how hard is that be kind be good just treat someone the way you'd want to be treated like you know it's so it's really just so simple and the science backs it up yeah read the read the magazine it is super fascinating i really really love it um okay well 180 we're about to switch gears and bring in our guest yes super exciting we are so excited you guys kim is a total mom boss she owns this amazing shop and um, wood sign company has this like great instagram following and presence on social media so we are like beyond excited to have her join us yeah and we're so excited just like in on the week of mother's day she really is such a beautiful mother she's a blended family and she has three children and she really just like you know honors the role of mother and just is a strong woman and a really great example to us and her little kiddos so let's bring her on in all right let's go get her Okay, guys, so we are so excited to have our second guest on the Mom Voice come, and it is, drumroll, the one, the only, Kim Jackson from Jackson Boulevard. Boulevard. We are so excited to have you here, Kim. Can we do that again? That was so fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel fantastic. I'd like you guys right? to follow me around. I know. We would every just be day a cheering squad. And right? clap for me when I do the smallest little things. <laughs> Kim Jackson, you could do hard things. Yes, I can, girl. Kim owns um, Jackson Boulevard. And Mm -hmm. Kim, tell us what Jackson Boulevard is. We're a wood sign company. That's where we started. Um, That's right. So we started in our home making wood signs. I made one for my sister. It was like a Christmas gift. And I, I got this vinyl machine from my husband for Mother's Day. Yes. And it was right when vinyl was like huge, like printing things out in cursive and putting them above their doors. And they were putting the vinyl right on the wall. So yes. Curtis bought me, my husband's name is Curtis. He bought me one of those like just, I don't know. I think maybe he didn't know what to get me or something, or maybe he knew like this was yeah. going to happen. But yeah. I had one and was like, oh, I guess I'll make my sister a wood sign. And I made her one and then friends saw that and church mates saw that, which turned into classes in my home, you know, as team building and hanging out and such. So we, we did them in my home and then it kind of grew into this, like, Oh, maybe I could sell these and yeah. we put them on Facebook. And then I attended this little market called junk in the trunk vintage market oh my gosh, and yes. started like, I kind of, I went there as a consumer, like, Oh, I could, maybe I could sell, maybe they'll take my stuff. And so I emailed them and said, Hey, I know you guys do junk right, right like right. refurbished junk and it was beautiful cool stuff mm-hmm. um but would you maybe take handmade homemade and I'll just you know distress it to make it look like it's old and they were like absolutely and the first show I did I was pregnant with my now six-year-old so she was you know in my tummy oh my and gosh, I was so yes. pregnant with her and literally was like selling them like hotcakes like the owners were like well, we didn't expect that. And oh my gosh. It I just kind of started from there. And so we did it in the home and I did it out of, well, I did it for some time by myself on my floor. Like I remember I used to get paint in the carpet. Oh, I love that. Because <laughs> I would do it on the floor, like while I was watching a show and I was pregnant with Rooney and it got so big that I couldn't sit anymore. Oh my gosh. So I had to move to the table. And so I would do it on our kitchen table and, um, still found success and would sell them to friends and family and neighbors and everybody on Facebook. Yeah. And she was about, I had her she's about six months later, she's crawling and I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I've got, you know, I've got an almost teenager. I've got a little boy and now this little girl that's crawling around. I need help. So I hired my first employee and I got like a shed, oh like this teeny little, like little, I don't even Smart. know how many square feet, but like we insulated it, put an air conditioner in it. We put a TV in it. Like our go-to show was Friends. I love it. And we would we would put the kids down. Like most of the women that worked for me were moms, coincidentally. Oh, I had cute. a couple students from like the neighborhood that worked for me. Um, but we put the kids down and we'd literally like work till the wee hours of the morning. Oh and then gosh. we would go to bed and wake up with our kids and like hustle the next day. Oh. And it kind of got to the point where... My HOA caught wind and customers were like, can we shop your garage? And I'm like, no, you can't (laughs) because you're going to break something. And I'm not talking about breaking my home. You're going to break your leg. So it was kind of like a tender mercy that the HOA caught on because I needed to move the business. Mm -hmm. And so we found a spot up in Mesa and um, we were fortunate enough to find flex space and flex space allowed us to produce on the back end and sell on the front end um, where we created that showroom. So customers could could indeed come in and see inventory, could shop, um, could see, you know, different coloring in person. And then from there it was like, oh, well, 
maybe they want to have something else to buy. So let's well, do yeah, the home Yeah, it's decor. like developed into so much more yeah. than just signs. Yeah, now. it was a total accident. And then about three, two and a half years in, uh, I just started getting like an abundance of questions um, because of social media and like our presence in general. It was like, oh, where's that shirt from? Where's this from? Who does your hair? Like all these different things that I was like, dude, I'm spending all my time answering the questions instead of answering. I was like, I'm just going to start carrying clothes. Yeah. And I was so frustrated with the market. I felt like, um, a lot of boutiques, even now, Mm -hmm. um, are charging an astronomical amount of Mm -hmm. money. Um, and I love the idea of having like, um, unique items, you know, Mm -hmm. like six of something. Like I only like to buy one or two packs of items and then I retire it and I move on to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so it's like unique and, and one of a kind in some senses. And also affordable. And so we started carrying the clothes and And you're kind of, I have to say this, you're kind of known for your hats, right? Uh, Yeah. I I have a lot. Where do you pull off a hat? You're like, so nice. Like no other. I should show you my hat collection. My husband. Uh, how many? He, how many do you have? Oh, I would probably say like a hundred. <gasps> oh my gosh. We Did you hear the gas? The gas was so unison. <gasps> yeah. That's so, amazing. you know, there's not a lot of time in the Love. day to get ready. Like a, a lot yeah. of the outfits oh, that I. You still look like. You're um, so nice. Seriously. But my biggest. I get ready for Jesus on Sundays. (laughs) Like my most favorite thing is to wear a hat to church. And I know that's like a very Southern thing. Oh, totally. When I first married my husband, he was like, he was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm wearing a hat. And he's like, you can't wear a hat. I'm like, I can do what I want. Because I'm it. getting ready for Jesus. And I mean, I wear hats every day now. My kids Our are Southerners will love that. I know. We get ready for Jesus. I do. I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not walking into a pageant, but at the same right. time, I'm like, love I it. go, I get ready. And yeah. because it's the one day a week yeah. that I can get ready. My kids are older now, a little older. Mm-hmm. My youngest is six, my eldest is almost fifteen. So my time is a little bit better. But when my yeah, littles totally. were little, I was like, you are lucky I put a bra on today. Yeah, like amen. brush my teeth. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. the fact that I could put on that hat or look fantastic at church, like, and there's nothing better than going to church in a cute dress and the little girls look at you like, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love, she right? really does have just an amazing style. And yeah. you can see that so clearly in your storefront. Like Thanks. All, all your style, all your selections of home decor and clothing. I've seen her at the boutiques. Um, it's been so fun because Kim, I really feel like we have seen you. I remember when you first started out and you were selling just the individual signs and then just to see it grow and progress the way it has. It's really been well, incredible. And let's just mad props. You are now in Hobby Lobby. We are yes. TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, Home Goods Wayfair. Are you on Wayfair? Oh yeah. Gosh. Wayfair.com. Um, Walmart has some of our stuff. Girl. Really? Yeah. Total. Oh boss that's and it was an accident like that's incredible a hundred percent an accident well yeah you guys she, she she did my hair in college she she went to hair school and i was her blow dry model she's still amazing and she did a million dollar blowout and i loved it and i have like thick wavy hair so she always did an incredible it was a feat right Kim? yeah it really was it was so and um, my arms look the way they do because of your head <laughs> I and i'm not muscle. saying they don't look muscle. bad they look amazing no. still because of you <laughs> she took me brunette right I met my husband like we you know we all go way back so no but it's really been fun she's a woman of many talents and Mm -hmm. to see this I mean really has been so neat to watch and well and very inspiring and that's really why we wanted to have you on is because so many women have like itches they want to scratch or you know 
or yeah, they they maybe just want to take on something more than just the kids at home, or they do. They have right. a dream or aspiration. They don't think it's really possible with little kids. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you really proved that wrong. Um, have you ever felt like you there's been a time you maybe have wanted to stop doing this all? And yeah, what has kept you going? My employees, yeah, oh, and the con- and the contracts I'm signed. <laughs> yeah, I mean truthfully, You're but my down. my employees because we we I we make money with the business and that money goes to the people that work for me. Yeah. And so I've got a lot of mouths I'm feeding. Um, not literally, but I'm providing income for homes, other homes. And, uh, some of those are, are moms with children and husbands. And some of those are, um, high schoolers, um, college, you know, college kids and such. But, um, I love the idea of teaching, I think it's been super fun, but yeah, I, I, I would have, there's been a couple of times I would give it up and the hustle and the pressure and hard work, the exhaustion, the late nights, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard. And Mm -hmm. then the unknown, because Mm -hmm. I think I, I went, I went to hair school. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm a beauty school graduate. Like that's, that's, and you're amazing. That's all I've gone to school for. So being able to like hustle a business and fill out the paperwork for that LLC, I was like, wait, maybe I have to get an attorney for this. Well, I can't afford an attorney. I'm just going (laughs) to have to figure this out myself. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have, but I've kept going. Right. Yeah. I, I know. Amazing. Um, how do you feel like you balance the mom life you know, work life. I mean, how do you juggle it all? You do are have you, such a full plate. Are you ready for the secret? Yes. yes. Oh, she's got a secret. Are you ready? I just cry a lot in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I hopefully I need some chocolate or something. Right, please. The cl- my closet floor and me are yeah. best friends. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's, it's hard. Well, yeah. do you have help? Do you have like a nanny? So or, I did. Yeah. yeah. Up until Rooney went to school, I had nannies. And okay. when I, when those nannies, um, I mean, I call they're glorified babysitters. I yeah. feel like calling a babysitter a nanny is just a more respectful term of yeah. saying like, you are keeping my kids alive. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And there's been, I've had some really great nannies. Um, honestly, all of them have been fantastic and yeah. they've either transitioned to college or fortunately they've kind of moved from my home into the office and mm-hmm. they've been, you know, employees of mine at Jackson Boulevard. But yeah, I, I mean, half of it is because I have help. Yeah. And I have an extremely supportive husband that's like, what do you need me to do? Yeah. Like there's a problem. He's like, what do you need me to do? I'll fix it. Mm. Yeah. She even said that coming in tonight. And I think that's like a huge like part to to have that strong partner to like keep you going. But like you even said tonight, he was just like, have fun. Good luck. See you when you see Mm -hmm. him. Like, I mean, that's amazing. Because I mean, even for me to get out of the house tonight, I was just like, ah, I'm leaving like a crazy Mm -hmm. Well, and he's loved it because he has people at his work that are like, your wife's awesome. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, and then he's like, right. I don't know that he'd normally think that if he didn't have all these like other women that were like, your wife's awesome. Yeah, right. You get it, right? Because um, you better be good to her. I'm gonna cut you. That's the kind of stuff that I feel like he's feeling. Truthfully, that poor guy. He puts up with a lot. No, he's he's lovely. Yeah, he sounds so great. That's That's awesome. It's our ten year this fall too. So I know. Can you believe it? Oh no. Well, I just had mine last year, so I can't believe it. You can't. It went by fast. Yeah, it really. It is really. It really has. Um. So if you could start your business again, like if you could go back and just like 
start again? What would be something or, maybe you would do differently? Yeah, or like any advice for somebody just starting out? Yeah, that back in the early oh, stages. That if you could talk to really Ken good ones <laughs> ten years ago, I know. what would you tell yourself? Honestly, I don't think I've made. I mean, some of the mistakes that I've made have made me who I am today as a business owner. And so I think some of the best advice I can say and give is really just go do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want to go into debt for the business and we didn't. I started with the money that I had in my pocket to be Mm -hmm. able to start what we did. Um, But I mean, honestly, I would just say go do it. Yeah. Like there's, there should be nothing holding you back. And realistically, if you surround yourself with people that love and support you, you literally can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a I walking mean, testament of that. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like the platforms that we have as women today in anybody, uh, men and women to like it's social media, just all the different, I feel like the opportunity is so much more available to us now more than ever yeah. that we can like we really are capable, obviously, but also have such opportunity. Social media provides a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, podcasts. I mean, here we are doing a podcast. Who would have thought just a new opportunity that's come along and we really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. it's just a really cool. But I've learned a lot. I mean, even going into what I was going in when when we got when we got picked up by Hobby Lobby, I was like so intrigued with how, the process. How does that go about? Like, did they find you <laughs> yeah. and they just said, Hey, I like on Etsy. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Before I had a website, so cool. we would, we would sell on Etsy and I got this email from a guy named Ryan. Oh my gosh. And he was like, Hey, um, we produce for Hobby Lobby and one of the buyers is interested in one of your pieces and we want to <gasps> know if it's yours and if you would be willing to license it. And I was Which like, Which one was it? I feel lady, like I'm, Ladies I Love a Gentleman. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Was our like, first one. That's so And cool. I was like, This is a joke. And I was like, Okay, yes. Like, can we talk? And he was like, Ooh, that was a fast response. I'm like, Well, of course it was. It's Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Yeah. And so basically the gist of it is these big box companies are looking to us, you know, we're in the trenches, uh, us creatives are in the trenches with the consumer, listening to the consumer, pushing trends and they, they need honest, true artwork. Mm -hmm. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they can't have us copying things. They can't have us putting out things. that's not theirs Mm -hmm. or ours. Um, because in turn, when they do go take that and mass produce it, they're taking on the liability of a lawsuit if mm-hmm. it's not if it's not ours. And so um, we were questioned in a way where if it's ours, will we sign over the rights? And I was like, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I met with a, a trademark attorney, a copyright attorney, just to kind of be like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a male dominant um environment and industry uh production in general and so when i i remember when i met with this production team in kentucky it was like all these big burrowy men you know and i'm like this little teeny blonde like (laughs) (laughs) this little teeny blonde mom from arizona that's like no sleep and tired and living on cloud nine because truthfully i'm like so cool what a dream like so cool i did not i was like cool this is awesome yeah just Um, surreal yeah Yeah. and i remember thinking like what am i doing here like how am i going to do this and then they're talking to me like i know what i'm doing like you're on social media and you're doing all these things i'm like i know fake it till you make it girl yes (laughs) but i really was just just hustling uh every day but i was really just trying to be honest with them like yeah i mean 
my priority is my family, you know, first and foremost. And even to this day, it's, and to my employees as well, like your kid's sick, don't come to work. I don't want you here. I don't want the sickness, but I also need you to go home and focus on your family. Amen. And I do the same thing. So it's, gosh, it's intimidating and it can be exhausting at times, but there's a lot of joy. It's fun. That's And I I don't hate my job. No, totally. And just to follow up, like all of the designs, the phrasing, it's all you. Yeah. That Kim was just telling us, she's like the lead and main designer for all of this work. You guys have to go check it out. Which is incredible. Instagram, Hobby Lobby. But yeah, they have so many. And you even now have like a photography line, like rights. Some really cool photos that are really neat. Yeah, so so we'll buy the rights from other photographers and carry their artwork. And we mount it onto wood. They're so pretty. Um, But I did that because I was being knocked off so much. Mm. And my phrases were being knocked off. My designs were being knocked off. Can we just talk about Bless This Mess? Yes. Yeah. Oh, girl. One of my ones. Let's just go there. Okay. Kim is famous on Instagram for Bless (laughs) This Mess. That was one of my, like... That was the third one Hobby Lobby took. And yes. honestly, when I put it out, nobody was using the phrase. There was no hashtag. There was nothing. No. And I remember meeting with an attorney. And you made shirts and stuff too, yeah. right? Yeah, I made I a shirt. I turned it into a shirt because it was like, it was kind of like our meaning. mantra. Like, yeah. we're such a mess. We are moms All hustling moms this job. Yeah, like, totally. we are blessing this mess. And then even in our homes, like putting it in a playroom, oh, the design in a playroom, genius. it was like, genius. it was so relatable to like yeah. all walks of life. And now there's a TV show. I, I died you when guys, I flipped over I the channel. Dax and I, Shepherd and, oh, I, I think was Dax like, and I need no. to be best friends. Yeah. I know. I do <laughs> like Dax, love if you're Dax listening, Shepherd, I want to be on your podcast was, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I know. The plus, oh, my I husband saw it and was like, you've got to be kidding me. We should have trademarked it. But I, I mean, realistically, like. Oh no. It's I, I've, I've I mean, been told by a lot of the big wigs in this industry and art in general and production in general, that sometimes you just have to put your head down and just put your feet to the the concrete and just pound it like Mm -hmm. move. Because if you sit and dwell on the crap that's hitting the fan around you, the people knocking you off and, and basically stealing from you and benefiting off of your family's back Mm -hmm. and your employees back, you're going to turn up cold and mean and Mm -hmm. harsh. And then you're going to lose what you're good at. Yeah. You know, which is for me is, is the words, it's the artwork, it's the clothing, it's the styling, it's, is what I find my happiness. And you have stayed very true to that. You have such a good energy. I remember there was one girl that was like, oh, you're the wood sign bully. (gasps) I was like, or she called me the wood sign Nazi. What? Legit people. I was like, and I got that DM on Instagram. It was like three years ago. And I was bowling. Devastated. Because I'm like, here I am, this like little person from Gilbert that like thought up this artwork, got it picked up, got it got it licensed and remember my name's on it so if something goes south they're gonna come after me and my family and my home and my car and you're gonna go make it and then when I come to say hey did you know they're like you're a liar and you really are a bully I'm like no I'm really not I promise I'm actually really nice I just need you to play honest and fair because there is enough of us like truthfully like there's enough of us we could all make wood signs and seriously have enough room agree but realistically, if, if you're an artist and you're looking at another artwork of another artist and you're like, Oh, I want to go make that or go do that. And then you want to sell it for a profit. You're not doing it for the right reasons, right? You're not, you want what you want, what she has or he has. And realistically, you got to look at what you want and what you can provide and give to the consumer or your customer. So I had to really like hone in and focus on that because it has been like, 
girl. It's been hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so true. Well, you've done a good job and I feel like you have like maintained who you are. She is like such a fun, creative. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from day one. I'm a pit bull you, about my business. Oh like my you gosh. mess with my people, you mess well, with my you, business. Your Instagram's so fun. And you had the way, your quirky, fun, like silly, you know, behind the it. scenes with all your workers and stuff and, and friends. Yeah. So it's just been fun to see. And it's been just such a fun process to see your growth and success. It's like really incredible. So give thanks. us a little taste of what's next. Mm. Do you, I know you probably are awake at night and you have all the time, all kinds of ideas. So we're working on our blog a lot right now. Um, okay. I'm not a blogger yeah. and, and I really do admire those that do blogging because it is a whole nother monster. Sure. Um, it it's, you need techie, you need to be good with words. And, and for us, like we're trying to break apart a lot of DIYs. And so I've been finding a lot of joy in taking my, my small tract home and, and making it into something more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking a house and making it into a home, but I'm making it, um, in such a way where it's affordable, it's relatable and it's, it's good for my family. And I'm hoping to inspire others mm-hmm. to do the same. Like they look at a wall and they're like, Oh, I didn't know I could blow that wall out and add this. And before I know it, I've got something remarkable which then in turn makes you go, why would I ever leave this home? Like, yeah. I want to stay here forever. And from the outside, it looks like a cookie cutter, like home. <laughs> like it's, I mean, here in, here Arizona, in Arizona, all yes. of our homes are very, they're very basic and very sand colored mm-hmm. and like rock and some grass mm-hmm. and a lot of cactus, mm-hmm. which I love. But when I feel like when you walk into my home, the hope is you walk into my home and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so much personality in mm-hmm. this home. Like and so much joy. And my yeah, kids are like, nope, I don't want to go over there. I want to come home. Let's yeah, go to my house. Yeah. So my blog, we're hoping to kind of um me and my team are really hoping to kind of get on track with some DIYs that will help to inspire Fine. customers to be able to and, and viewers, readers, just to be able to take their home and and make it I make it that. something like where they love to be. Love yeah. You know, so it's Definitely it's actually been a lot of fun. Did you ever think that you would know this much about wood? <laughs> sometimes you are probably the expert. <laughs> sometimes when I talk to like guys, they're like, "What do you do?" I'm like, right. "You know, I have a panel saw in my like my my garage," and they're like, "You have a what?" Yeah, yeah. Like my tools. Yeah. Like yeah. most men would walk into my my garage at my shop I at my. It at my storefront and be like, you know, tool, yeah, tool, tool, uh, yeah. Ten, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hoo, hoo. you know, like, you know, like they walk in and they're like, this is awesome. Yes. Oh so, my but my husband's loved it. And he has been, oh. um, he's been super helpful and super supportive. Cause I think I he's got it. those tools too. So he's like, what can we do with this? Oh my gosh. I just, you know? is he equally as handy as you? Super. Or? Oh, good. He's always compared himself to his dad where his dad was kind of MacGyver, oh, but he was MacGyver. MacGyver. He was oh, like MacGyver with duct than... tape. So he tells this story him, that him. his dad like would took their tailpipe that was like breaking off their suburban and like taped it up with duct tape and nobody ever knew yeah so my husband over the last probably six years of us doing this has evolved a lot and his like attention to detail he has me to thank his ability to caulk and lay wallpaper he's amazing oh she has some fun wallpapers yes i do and that's something else we're doing 
is like your wallpaper walls throughout your house. That you've and I done. love it. I think people have such oh a gosh. sour taste in their mouth for wallpaper. Mm. And I'm oh, like, no, 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 no. Like it's affordable. Just, and it's like, oh, it's like wearing a funky design. fun shirt. I'm like, totally. are you kidding? It's so fun. So I love fun. it. And so we print a lot of wallpaper in our shop now Do too, you? which is something mm. that like we're going to start doing a lot more. Genius. Um, it, it's been so fun. Like I love it. Genius. I love it. Well, good job. Well, Kim, we were so glad to have you today. This was so fun. This was I fun. I want to do this again tomorrow. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we need to have you back. We like just like literally shot the breeze and like caught up for like an over an hour before this. So yes. it's been like so fun to have you. Such so a fun good to reunion. See you. Yeah, absolutely. We love following you and we are, again, so inspired. It's so awesome. Thanks. You are truly rocking it and best of luck, girlfriend. Thank yes. you. Yes. Now, what is your website and your Instagram handle? So remember, it's. J-A-X-N-B-L-V-D, so Jackson Boulevard. Um, it's just jacksonboulevard.com. And um, our blog is jacksonboulevardblog.com. Oh, I saw, okay. I saw today, um, I think it was today or yesterday, how to paint your... Um, our window casings. Yes. We posted that today. Because that's something actually on my short list. Yeah, so and did you know in order out. to replace your windows, it would probably cost you about ten to $15,000? Oh, no, yes. My neighbor just got a quote, and it yeah. literally was like $10,000. Yeah. So I was like... So you now can go spray your casings yeah, with spray paint it and, and make it brand, brand well, new. and you can love them for another 10 years. And Absolutely. then by then you'll literally have to do them over because <laughs> the dust will probably be leaking in and the scorpions know, like, will too. You're going to have to and the 100 degree. <laughs> but you got um, 20 you know, years summer. out of it. Thanks to Jackson Boulevard. Thank you. Boom. Oh, well, thank That's you. That's amazing. So All Thanks. right, guys. Well, we are going to sign off here with yeah. Kim and it's been a great night and we will talk to you next week. Yes, I hope you have a happy Yes. All right. Later.